Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Fuck are we? Another week. Survived. Survived another week. Eh? We could be sitting here full of COVID. Up to our fucking eyeballs in COVID-19. You could be sniffing. You could be saying to your partner, I think it's just a cold here. It's that time of year. And before you know it, boom. You get fucking COVID. 16,000 cases. 16,000 cases. Apparently delayed. And being reported uh, by the government, the Tory government. I mean, the the government. You know, I'm losing fucking all faith in the SNP and the bold nickler. I'm losing all faith in the fuckers. Just take it by the fucking reins and deal with the situation. Sixteen thousand cases. You may have seen this in the news. Um, what you have to remember as well is the news in this country is used to. Uh, fund wealth. You may be forgiven in thinking that the national broadcaster, the BBC, and the national newspapers are there to report the news, and you'd be fucking mistaken in that. Their actual job is to create fear and create hysteria so that you rush out and buy 500 toilet rolls and 6,000 kilos of flour. That is the job of the media in today's modern world. All right? So normally, what I, I mean, a sane person, you know, would read the story that you may have seen, um, that 16,000, almost 16,000 cases, uh, confirmed cases of COVID-19, had been delayed or had, in fact, not even been reported to, to people uh, and to the whole track and trace thing to say, listen, some dirty bastard in a pub you were in at one minute to ten is fucking get COVID, so get yourself in the house. But the article obviously has so many kind of, you know, grey areas and, and it never really answers anything because the whole thing is to build hysteria. You know? The whole thing is for you to read that and go, but I could be one of those cases, Franco. I could be sitting here the new full of COVID, 
showing no symptoms because I read a thing on the, on the telly that you could have it, right? And you can infect everybody, kill your family, kill the Waynes, Franco, and you have no symptoms. Oh, it's terrifying. That's where we're at now. The, the media's gone too long. They couldn't they could go a calendar year without trying to fucking get things back to the status quo of keeping you terrified, frightened of everything. If you go past 10 o'clock, you'll get the COVID! What, what a week and since the last time we spoke, man. The bull Trump has got it. Political spin's been put on everything. Here's my thing with Trump, right? I am surprised that the man uh, has not got it by now. Do you know what? See, see if I'm being honest with you. I, I, I desperately, desperately try not to fall back into the, the realm of conspiracy theories because, like I've said before, there was a time when you would hear a conspiracy theory and go, no, no way, man, that's, that's too far-fetched. That's too far-fetched. Whereas now... Any conspiracy theory I hear, I go, I fully believe that, yep. Yes. Secret government tests uh, in China in conjunction with Americans and the South Koreans. Yep. Biological weapons. Yep. I agree. Ah, oh, yep. 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 So I am not only surprised that Trump's no had it by now, I'm also surprised that we don't have it. I am generally surprised. I am surprised that I have not had it. I I don't understand I still don't understand the spread of it because I am in arguably the most populated city in, in the country in Scotland, in Edinburgh. Now there'll be people who go, There's more country in Glasgow. There is. There is. But Edinburgh is the city. Right? Every fucker that is in Edinburgh lives in this tiny fucking bit. Okay? If you walk down any street in this bloody fucking town, you will be greeted by thousands. Yesterday, um, I drove down to a part of Edinburgh called Stockbridge because I'm a little bit fancy, uh, even though I'm fucking beyond skin. <laughs> I have, again, because this year has obviously been completely fucked for gigs, Right, so there's been nothing coming in other than the absolute legends that are on Patreon and the fucking heroes that support the quiz every week. There's been there's been nothing coming in, right? Nothing, not a penny. So my incredible girlfriend, my my amazing missy, so I'll talk about it in a minute because she's been away this weekend. It's been hellish. She has kept she's kept us alive. She's kept us going, and uh, we've been doing what I can to scrape by with different bits and pieces, right? But there's been nothing. Looking back at the the waste, the waste over the years, I have never been good with money. Money and I, bedfellows, do not make. We we both exist. We are both aware of each other, but neither of us particularly likes the other one. I know that I need money to live and survive. Because I don't have the skills. I'm not George Clark, right? And he's wee fucking Mumford and Sons pals. I can't walk out into the wilderness and go, here's a fucking tree, George. Knock a tree down, build a shack, grow potatoes and live off the land. I am not that man. I wish I was that man. I wish I was that man. But I'm not that man. I'm not that man. So I understand I've got to earn my living through my jokey jokes and my stories. That was a transactional thing. I would do the stories, they would give me the money, I would spend the money, and life went on. And now that isn't there, and you're starting to think back about stuff you've wasted money on over the years. You know, even even willy-nilly, even little things like being out yesterday. So I went out yesterday. Let's just, we're rambling a bit here. My missus is away for the weekend. She's away, she's done in Brighton, and... Um, I, I, she's been away for what will be four days, right? She's not back yet. And it, it's been hell, man. I'm not gonna lie, it's been hell. She's my best pal. It's been, it's been shit. Day one was great. Heavy on the meat. I beg your pardon. Heavy. She's a vegetarian, so you know, don't have a lot of meat in the house. 
Um, oddly, there's, it's, it's mad when there's certain vegetarians, some some things really set them off, like smells. You know, smell of beef really sets them off, like a steak or burger or something like that. Just kind of have it. Bacon, they're fine. All, all vegetarians are, are fine with bacon. Bacon is a vegetarian kryptonite. That's, that's the one thing that no matter how hard they try to turn their back on the meat eaters of the world, bacon is the one that will always drag them in. You know, that's bacon is the gateway drug back into meat eating, right? You you could be off you could be off meat for, you know, um moral reasons, right? What they do to these those wee animals is absolutely terrible, so it is. That may be your reason for becoming a vegetarian, maybe a health thing. You know? Why else become vegetarian? Uh, to impress somebody? I don't know. But anyway, so, but bacon is the thing that always drags them back. Always drags them back. Good old pot, man. So, as soon as she went, uh, tour manager and I uh, went off. Went off to buy some steak and uh, had a lovely steak dinner. Um, And where was I going with this? So, Normally, when we would be out in the old in the old days, I'd maybe buy things. You know, I'd maybe yeah, you know, maybe go buy a, a cheesemonger, for example. Maybe buy a bit of cheese, or maybe go to the, a fancy butcher and buy a buy a bit of steak. You know, or like I did yesterday, I may have been in a shop, right? I was in a record shop, and I was looking for a record that I know the missus was looking for. Um by a, a, a friend of hers uh, they're in a band called the Lottery Winners amazing band um, she's done a lot of artwork for them over the years and has done the artwork for the album cover so I wanted to get the album so that she could have the vinyl version right because they sent her the, the CDs and even that I'm thinking normally if I went here I would have maybe bought four or five records you know I would, I would have bought other stuff or like I would have bought a tote bag or I would have bought like when you're finished and you go do you want a bag you know, I'd maybe go, hey, listen, I'll take one of the tote bags. Now, a small independent place, listen, fully on board for. But I think what I'm trying to say is, in the past, I would have been, I would have just thrown it away. Because, I think because I always know that there is gigs in the diary and money's always going to be coming in. I never thought for a minute this would happen. And I think that's what maybe is, is changing as this has gone on. The idea of how wasteful we've all been. Right, now to go back to the whole COVID thing, Trump and the cases, whatever. As I'm going through this part of Edinburgh, there is a market that has just started back up again, right? There's a market that happens there every Sunday, Stockbridge Market. And if you were to go to the market and see it, and then you were to come back on one of the days when there is no market there, your mind would be blown. And it would be blown by the fact that they can fit so many stalls and so many people into this tiny space. I remember seeing the the first time I saw the area of Stockbridge where the market is without the market going, how the fuck do they get all the stalls in here? Now, when it first came back, heavily reduced, I'd say about a quarter of the stalls. Now it's back to full capacity. It's back to the way it was before COVID happened place is fucking rammed with stalls rammed with people everywhere people spilling out in the street the street's busy all the cafes are back open and i'm just looking at this scene as i'm driving through going what has happened or what is happening because it still feels as if there are two or three different versions of of life playing out together is that is that what's happened here have we have we fucked up is somebody going back in time or forward in time and we fuck something up. This idea that there's like four or five different realities all playing out at once, depending on decisions that you make. You should watch uh, Community if you don't understand that. Is that what's going on here? Has somebody fucked up the time continuum? And there's about five different realities all playing out at the one time. I am surprised that more of us don't have it. I am. I am surprised that I don't know anyone in my close... My, my inner circle. Nobody's had it. Let oh, me continue on, man. I will say this about Trump. Not a Trump fan, but not a Trump hater. I think I sit in the, in the box of couldn't really give a fuck. I have said before, and I'll say again, I do think 
Trump is what America deserves because I think it has created this scenario for itself where, like I've said before, you can do anything you want, you can be anyone you want to be, and then they get upset when someone they don't want does what they want to do. Um, interesting though, when Trump it was confirmed that he had uh, COVID, the outpouring of pure hatred on Twitter towards him. Now, not to be surprised, Twitter is cancer. It's the most cancerous uh, fucking cesspool that exists online. Um, and anybody who really voices a an opinion or, or an attack on someone on Twitter, it's just it's the lowest of the low. You know, they're, they're lesser than scum, just sad, pathetic people. But interesting that a lot of these lefties were on calling for the man to be killed or hoping that he dies. And I just found that very interesting because this is from a, a group of society that that once, do you say, peace or once, you know, everyone to be treated equal or once some kind of changes or once, you know, to speak to power, if, if they call it that. But if that was on the other foot and th those that hate speech, because it's hate speech, that hate speech was towards someone within a left party or a leftist group, it'd be a fucking outcry, you know? Imagine he died, man. That's all I kept thinking. When I, when I saw that he, that he had COVID, I thought, imagine if he died, you know? Be fucking mayhem. And then all the conspiracy theories came out for that as well, that does he actually have it? Is this a political move? Or has he had it before and he just couldn't cover it up any longer so that he put it out and will it be spun in a certain way, or will it be politicised, or what if Biden gets it, fuck sake, man. Because the American election's coming up soon, you know, and that's just, it's going to be a, it's going to be a pretty crazy end to the year. If we didn't think it was already going to be crazy, it's going to be a pretty crazy end to this year, man. One thing that has uh, alarmed me slightly, couple of things started to see some christmas decorations in shops and can i just say uh right now no stop it just fucking stop it all right we've not even had halloween yet we've not even had bonfire night and now we're getting heavy on the fucking christmas stuff now take a step back from it and look at where this is coming from, right? We are in a, we're in a situation that none of us have ever lived through before. In COVID-19, in 2020, the year's fucked. People are losing jobs left, right and centre. Fucking Sydney world. The other day, 6,000 jobs to be put in a, and I quote, temporary hibernation. <laughs> this, is, this is the new language that people are using. So you're losing your job, but you've not been fired. We're just placing you in temporary hibernation. Until the business restarts again. Alright, so am I getting paid for being in hibernation? <laughs> no, no. No, we won't pay you anything. Um, but we're just placing you in temporary hibernation. Cine World closing its doors. Um, because films are being held back. So it can't really offer customers anything. Uh, because a lot of the new blockbusters are being held back. And they're being held back. Why? Because nobody can go to the fucking cinema. That's why. The new Bond film that's been spoken about, two other apparent big blockbusters, they could be fucking released. They could be sent to tapes to Cineworld. You could all be watching them at the weekend. It makes no fucking difference. But everything is about money. So these Hollywood studios, they're not going to release that because they're saying, listen, hold off for another year. What's another year to us? Who gives a fuck? It's been filmed. It's done. You know? Hold off for another year until everybody can get back out until we make fucking hundreds of millions in box office. But everybody, uh, maybe not so much myself, I don't have children, which I imagine must be an incredibly stressful time right now. But I do have a missus who I want to spoil. Um, so the countdown's on 81 days to Christmas as I sit and record this. As you, as you listen, there'll be 80 days to Christmas. And that's terrifying, man. That's terrifying to think when we started this year to what we've been through and where we are now. There's only 80 days, as you listen to this podcast, left to Christmas. Terrifying. Terrifying.
Interesting that the adverts that I've seen online pushing you to get prepared for Christmas. Buy the stuff early. It's been from Amazon. Amazon Prime Day. You know, it's like the fucking Black Friday bullshit coming up soon. Uh, that starts, I've got it here, 13th of October. Encouraging people to, hey, get in there early and get yourself sorted for Christmas. Really saying, hey, get in early. Get yourself in as much debt as possible and then you can sit back and relax come December because everything that you don't need will be in the house. Now, another interesting news story which affects me far greater than Cine World closing um, or indeed the, uh, the the push from Amazon to, to help fund your Christmas is for the uh, it is for this so this is the news story turkeys listen up here turkeys could be put on a diet to help with the rule of six that's right your Christmas fucking turkey is going to get put in a diet. When when you would at least say to yourself, no matter what happens this year, no matter what we've been through, who we've lost, what you have lost personally, right? You've lost everything. You've lost the house. You've lost the wife. You've lost the fucking wains. You've lost everything you had, but you found a George Clark book and you fucked off into the woods, and you built yourself a beautiful cabin on the edge of a loch. Every day you wake up, you, you swim in the water, and you think to yourself, do you know what? I may have lost everything, but I've still got my health, and I'm no dead yet, and I can rebuild, and we will rebuild. And the one thing you're looking forward to, the one thing you're looking forward to, your Christmas dinner. The one thing in this country that binds us a Christmas fucking dinner. Buying a stupid fucking turkey. A ridiculous sized turkey. You've got to cook it in advance. Because there's no way you get fucking anything else in that oven. Apart from that bastard and turkey. It's massive. You're having leftovers for days to come. Because that's what Christmas is. And now the fucking bastards are putting your turkey on a diet. You're going to have a wee fucking scrawny-looking chicken fucker for your Christmas dinner. Now, this article is uh, from our good friends at the Metro, and uh, Jen Mills, a name known to us. Um, and the headline reads, Turkeys could be put on diets as farmers downsize uh, birds for the rule of six this Christmas. Farmers are preparing for smaller Christmas celebrations this year by putting their turkeys on a diet or planning to slaughter them early. In the name of God, man! In the name of God! Look. <laughs> Have we not suffered enough? Now the poor turkeys are getting fucking done in. They're not even going to see bonfire night. You know? Think about that. The, turkey, the turkeys know. The turkeys know what their job is. Their job is to get fat and be slaughtered. But that's their life. You know, it's hard for us to understand if your job was to get fat and then get slaughtered. I mean, that's what I feel my job is. But they accept that as their role. And they walk towards that slaughterhouse, held head high, held head high, heads held high. Joy in their hearts. Because they know that they are fulfilling their destiny by bringing a family an amazing fat fucking bird. So they, they enjoy bonfire night. It's their final hurrah. A nice, beautiful fireworks display on the farm, and they know themselves they've got a month to go. And now we're going to fucking do them in early. Because Bojango says you can only have six in the house. I want a fucking 40 pound turkey, you bastards. Current restrictions in England might not be Scotland, so we might have jumped early conclusions here. Current restrictions in England say that people are only allowed to meet in groups of six or fewer. Well, that is in Scotland as well. Although there is some suggestions this could be lifted for Christmas Day. So what does it make sense then? Does it make sense then, does it? That's going to be the tipping point. If we get to Christmas Day and we're still in this exact lockdown, 
And then Bojangles goes, well, for Christmas Day, you can have as many fucking people as you want. And then the whole world doesn't get COVID. Boom. Fuck COVID. Start the new year. Forget it. Everything's back to normal. I've said that before. That should be the case. 31st of December. We get to the end of this year, and that's it. It's like, listen, see if you have a stroke in this country, right? In the fucking People's Independent Republic of Scotland. If you have a stroke here, and you don't have booper money, you're no private, you get 12 weeks. That's it. 12 weeks. 12 weeks of being in hospital, doing the stroke recovery, doing the rehab. See it at the end of that 12th week. You could be dragging yourself along the floor like you've survived a motorbike crash. You could be drooling. You could be communicating simply through the sound of farts. They couldn't give a fuck. Pack your bag and off you go, Limpy. You're gone. 12 weeks. We need to set a date. And it needs to be the end of this year. Come the 1st of January, right? Come the 1st of January. Doesn't matter where we are. Doesn't matter how many cases there are. How many people are affected. Nothing. Come the 1st of January, everything is fucking back to normal. And then boom, that's it. Back to work. Gigs are back. Concerts, comedy, theatre. Everything's fucking back to normal. Because this is taking a cut. Although there is some suggestions could be listed for Christmas, the government, the government will do everything they can to ensure the holiday is as normal as possible. Despite the coronavirus outbreak, farmers are preparing for a potential smaller celebration. Do the farmers in this country not know that people are fat bastards? People in this country are fat bastards. A, a, a year of fucking COVID has no changed that. Nobody's going to get to Christmas and go, thank goodness we've only got a small bird this year. That'll feed six. Can I tell you something else? See if... We all know this, right? If you've ever been to Marks and Spencers, for example, and it says feed four, no, it isn't Marks and Spencers. It feeds one, you lying sack of shit. So if you buy a turkey that feeds six, you're maybe going to feed two cunts at the best. The whole point of Christmas is to be over the top. You know, I want turkey sandwiches for fucking days. I want that. I don't want to be shitty fucking skinny bird. That's what she said. Uh, Nick Davis, uh, whoever the fuck he is, oh, he runs Usk Valley Poultry in South Wales, told the Sunday Times he faces a slump in demand for large birds. Oh! Um, and has to decide whether to slim down or to kill them early. Just let them get fat, mate. Trust me, people still buy fat birds. <laughs> that sounds odd when I say fat. I'll, I'll buy a fat bird. I've got a friend of mine who enjoys a fat bird. We have we have to decide what size people want and can't even tell me today what size that might be. We can play around with rations uh, and we can slaughter them a week or 10 days early so we can reduce the size to a certain extent. Every Christmas, Brits eat around 9 million turkeys. Fucking hell, that's more than the population of Scotland. Uh, they can range from 3 kilos to 20 kilos, with a 6 kilo bird able to feed a gathering of 10. Holy shit, 6 kilo bird will feed 10? Right, so say it, it feeds 6. Fuck me, how big's a 20 kilo fucking turkey, man? Jesus Christ. Uh, Richard Griffiths, who's he, you might ask, he's the chief executive of the British Poultry Council. Fuck me, there's a council for living. Um, we could slaughter some birds early, so smaller. Uh, but it would have to be frozen, so it goes on to say. Just when you thought it was safe, just when you thought the government couldn't fucking get their dirty wee greasy hands on anything, they're now affecting the size of your fucking turkeys. Dirty bastards! All that's going to happen is you're going to get some kind of weird, like, fucking turkey centipede, where, like, two turkeys mashed together, or people at home being like fucking Dr. Frankenstein and, what we'll do, Sandra Wright, is we'll put a fucking pigeon inside a swan, inside a fucking duck, inside a chicken, inside a turkey, and we'll call it a fucking riot. Get in the oven. Get the family room. <laughs> it's fucking party time. What, what, what's going to happen with... Listen, it's the big fucking Catholic population in Scotland. What are they going to do for Christmas? 
when you know can only have six people in the house. That's that's not even one family. There'll be people. There'll be people sitting. It could be some of you. There'll be more than six of you in your fucking house. What's going to happen there? Is somebody going to have to sit in another room? Are you going to be in the garden? Are you going to have to spread family out? Huh? Coming down for your for your presents on Christmas morning. Where's my presents? Get the fuck out. Last in, first out. Who you talking about? Six years in here, you can't. You're in the garden. You're going to fucking spend the rest of the day in the garden. You're going to eat out there. You can open your present out there. But mum, you can't do this to me. Get, get it. <laughs> also, it could be used as a great thing, you know. People who maybe necessarily don't like their family. They got a phone call. Um, your father and I are going to come round to yours for Christmas. Oh, listen. Uh, can I have more than six? You know, so... I'm really sorry, dear. But there's, on, there's only four of you in the house. Ah, but we've got a puppy now as well, you know, and uh, we've bought another, we've bought a cat and a budgie, so that takes us to the limit, you know. So uh, I'm really sorry, but we can't date this year, and that I mean. All that's going to happen is fights are going to break out in Tesco, or Morrison's, other supermarkets are available for the one fat bird. <laughs> Seems odd saying fat bird over again. It's going to be a fucking mass bro for the last fat bird in Tesco. Whatever happens, I hope you have a good Christmas dinner. So maybe uh, get your ma or yourself, whoever's responsible for buying in the Christmas dinners. Uh, keep an eye out for the fat ones. You know, get them early. Clear some space in the freezer. Maybe just branch out. Maybe you have a gammon as well. Maybe you have a turkey. Maybe you have a gammon. Maybe you have a brisket. You know, go fucking mad. It's Christmas, man. But for the hell of a year, treat yourself. Right, let's do a wee listener's question. Um, thank you to Lee Ormiston who asked this one. This was asked on the Patreon, um, which is the which is where all the questions for the show come from. Um, if you're not on the Patreon and you'd like to support the show, please do so by becoming a rascal on Patreon. Um, Patreon.com forward slash Big Scott Gibson. Uh, go to the website, scottgibsoncomedy.co.uk. All the links uh, to the Patreon um, are on there. It's the best way to support the show. Uh, it helps me keep the show going. If you're on the Patreon, you get two episodes a week. Uh, the Wednesday episode is normal. They go to the council. And Patreons get an extra episode every single Friday as well. You also get access to comedy albums, the comedy special, and any continued comedy stuff that comes up in the future. So... Get yourself some goodies, treat yourself, and support the show. Become a Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Spicecock Right, Lee Ormiston has asked this. Uh, Lee's question is as follows. Uh, if you could have a perfect, perfect day, the animals in the zoo. <laughs> and later, a movie too. You can't, because Cine World is shut. Uh, Lee's asked, if you could have a perfect day, where would you be, and what would you be doing? Oi, oi! Um, as this is a fantasy, steady only, you can go anywhere at different points in the day, i.e. New York for breakfast with Bill Burr. Uh, he lives in LA, but I get your point. Monaco for the Grand Prix in the afternoon with David Coulthard. That's a no. Uh, and any Hamden. Nope. For a three-course meal in Hamden. Oh, God. Uh, and the best cup final tickets uh, and end with an evening with Billy Conley and his Highland Castle chatting over drinks by the open fireplace, that sort of thing. Cheers, Lee. Lee, thank you for the question. Right, perfect day. Um, If there's going to, I'm going to give you two examples. Because um, I think I've had a perfect day before. Well, almost perfect, because the tour manager wasn't there. If I'm going to go down the celebrity route, and I'm going to spend a perfect day with uh, a group of people, I think... I probably would see here's here's the here's the thing, right? You can either go and spend time with like heroes, but then the worry for that would be it might be uncomfortable. Um you know, it's it's maybe what if what if they're fucking dicks? 
you know. But then, it's, hey, this is fantasy, and I'm getting too much on this. It shows you how negative I am. That even in my own fantasy, I'm still thinking things might fuck up. <laughs> what if he doesn't like me? He's a pure dick. It's a fantasy, you fat bastard. He'll fucking like you in your fantasies. I do like the idea of New York uh, with the Bull Bill. But if you could go... Listen, there's a... I'm going to tell you about a show in a minute, right? Uh, in fact, I'm just going to Google the name of it so I get it right here. Uh, oh, right. Uh, sorry. So, the show is called Tough Crowd with Colin Quinn, who's a, a New York comic. And... I love it, it's spectacular, right, it's amazing, it's, on, it's only on YouTube, incredible, no way in hell would it get made now, and if it was around now with today's comedians, it would be fucking awful, and the reason it's such a good show is because it's brutal, some of the stuff they say to each other is so harsh, but so funny, it's great, the reason why I bring that up is because one of my absolute favourite comics ever, and I would argue one of the best comics of all time is a guy called Patrice O'Neill, who is sensational. If you've never watched or listened to any of Patrice O'Neill, you need to watch it. He is incredible. He died very young, uh, a diabetes, big man. Um, him and Bill Burr, very, very close. Bill Burr, I think, is still heavily involved or responsible. They have a, a concert for him every year where they raise money for either the family or the charity. I'm not sure the, the workings of that. But if I could go back or I could go anywhere and meet anyone, I'm going to add a wee bit of time travel in there as well. I would love to have been around in the time when Patrice O'Neill was gigging. And if I'm sitting a perfect day scenario set up, I'm going, to, I'm going to take your New York one because I love New York and I would do that. Bill Barr and Patrice O'Neill sitting having a coffee. Kind of early morning-ish in New York, sitting outside somewhere in the cold and just fucking chatting shit with the guys would be amazing, man. Amazing. Other than that, places... I suppose people I'd like to meet if I'm going to do that kind of fantasy. I'd obviously love to meet Billy Connolly, but I, again, I'd love to have met Billy Connolly back 20, 30 years ago. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong, if I ever had the opportunity to meet the man, my life would be completely made. You know, he's to me, he's, he's, he's God. He's He is the comedy God, to me anyway. So to meet the man would be incredible, but I'd love to have met him back in the day. I, I see old pictures often with him and Robin Williams and other kind of famous celebrities. There's one with him and George Best and somebody else, and I thought, fuck me, what a night out that would be. In the old kind of black and white pictures of them kicking about London in the 70s. Those night outs must have been spectacular, man. It must have been spectacular. So to be able to have done something like that would have been amazing, you know. Um, But I suppose to take, like, perfect day. I know I keep going on about Amsterdam, right, but truthfully... It is the greatest city in the world. If you've never ever been to Amsterdam, please believe me, everything that you've ever heard about Amsterdam is completely true and also completely false. It seems as, it feels like Amsterdam is, a, is two cities in one. And there's just an unwritten rule that they, they both coexist, but one does not influence the other. And by that I mean... Yes, there's the red light district and there's the sex and the drugs. But it's not the way that you think it is if you've never been. If you have been, you understand what I'm saying. If there was a red light district in Glasgow, for example, and there was legalised drug taking in Glasgow, it would be fucking carnage. It would not only be carnage, it would be very seedy. It would be completely behind closed doors because our attitude towards it is wrong. Whenever you go to Amsterdam, you go and you you do the... It depends on how old you are and what stage of your life you're at, right? I have been when I've been very young. I've been on the stag weekends, and that's all we did, right? Tourism, tourist bars, 
tourist restaurants, red light district, sex shows. I've done all that. But there was something about the city that made me think that there's something a little bit different here. And then you go back again when you're a bit older and you go back when you're older again. And then you continue to go back and you understand there's a whole world that exists beyond that part of the city. And you you just be walking. You'll just be walking and you all of a sudden you'll very unconsciously just cross a bridge and you've gone one street back for the canals and you're going, oh, this is completely different again. For me, it's everything that I love and life exists in that city. Very calm pace, very nice people, friendly people, but also keep themselves to themselves. I like that. I don't like the kind of American friendly, like the coastal towns of America where they're all over the top in your face. Is there anything I can do for you? You can get the fuck out of my face for a start. I like that Amsterdam Dutch attitude where I'm not going to ask you if you want anything. But if you need something, I'm here and I'm very nice and I'm very friendly. I love that. I love that standoff politeness. The only way I can describe it. So when we were, when we were away there recently at the start of the year before all this bullshit started... One of the days, just the perfect day ever, man. Just got up and just started walking. Just walked, had some breakfast, had a late breakfast, walked again, went into a market, had a couple of coffees, walked again, had a wee smoke, had some drinks, walked again, went to another bar, went to some shops, went in a cafe, went out, and just spent our whole day just walking around Amsterdam, having wee half pints. And even that as well, when you ask for a beer, you'll get a half pint, right? And I remember the very first time it happened, thinking, you know, you come in like, he's only given me a half pint, fuck it up. But the concept of a pint, over half a litre, that's a, that's a lot to fucking drink, you know? So there's something nice about sitting, just for a half pint, watching people go by. That That's my idea of a perfect day. My perfect day would be, in Amsterdam, right, here's my perfect day, because that's the question you asked Lee, fucking hell, get to the question, Scott, my perfect day is this, I'm in Amsterdam, I wake up, me and the missus, we go and we have a, a late breakfast, a brunch somewhere, nice food, we walk about, we see some cool places, we see some nice wee shops, some maybe wee art shops, I'll maybe go and buy a notepad and pen, right? It's my perfect day. Stationery. There's a couple of things I cannot resist in life. Good food, good stationery, and a good a good mug, right? I bought this mug the other day because I thought, I've not bought a mug in a while. I like it because it looks like a ceramic camping mug, but it's actually, um, you know, whatever this is. And it's big, so you can get a good cup of tea in it. So we'd walk about... Get some nice wee cool trendy shops, go to a wee in indoor market or something, have a mooch about, uh, maybe buy a notepad and pen, like I said. Um, I'd have the tour manager with me, maybe walking about with a dog, sit and have a couple of pints, watch world go by, talk some shit with the missus, have a wee gab, come back to a nice apartment, chill out, go for a nice dinner somewhere, good meal, couple of drinks. And then again, I walk through the city at night and go and see a show. That would be the perfect day. Close to that before, we did everything apart from go and see a show at night. So hopefully, once this is all over, and I keep, I keep saying that as if, maybe we've got to come to terms with the fact that maybe this is just life now. Maybe this is what life will be for quite some time. We're not going to have live gigs. We're not going to have concerts. You know, I'm going to have to bite the bullet and either try and grow the revenues that I have to generate a living and an income or look at other ways to earn a living. Maybe that is what the reality is going to be. I hope not. You know, I really hope not. But that would be my perfect day. In the dam, walking about, good bit of food. Do you know something else, right, if we could fling in there as well? I am obsessed with abandoned buildings. I don't know, I don't know when this started, I don't know where it came from, but abandoned buildings, I am obsessed by them. 
this abandoned Scotland thing that, that lists places and they're going to take photographs. There's something about a, a derelict building, an old building, that I am so intrigued by. I want to understand its history. I want to understand how it got into the state it's in. I love them. So if we could incorporate some kind of abandoned building into that walking around Amsterdam, that's the fucking perfect daily. That's perfect. Good question, man. Thank you so much for that. Um, again, if you want to ask a question, I've lost the page now on my screen. Uh, if you want to ask a question, get on the Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Big Scott Gibson. Sign up. Uh, $5, man. For as little as $5, uh, support me and support the show and get yourself some goodies on the way. But Lee, thank you very much indeed for your question. Right, let's do a couple of news stories. Um and then we'll wrap up this episode. Um, this is one that I, <laughs> I saw, and I was like, for the love of fucking God, is nobody safe anymore? Again, from the good people at the Metro, um, free newspaper for a reason, free because it's shite, so I don't know how much... If you've ever read any articles on the Metro's website, you will very quickly realise that nothing is ever really answered. Evans like, it could be, it might not be, who knows, you decide, You're like, that's not how news works, cunt, there's a story, you tell me the fucking story, not at the Metro, we're like, maybe this is true, maybe it isn't true, who knows, it's a free paper, who gives a fuck, and this is the, uh, the article, cats spread COVID-19 and must self-isolate, warns scientists, the fucking bastard cats, the, 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 lo- the lifelong debate, are you a cat person or a dog person? Are you a breast man or a leg man? Those two things have been gone since the dawn of time. The dawn of time. Now, I am both. I am a dog and a cat man. I have the tour manager and I have Eric Oberberico. Eric Cantona Gibson, the cat. But it turns out as though... Cats of the Bastards, that we all knew they probably were. Um, the article, uh, written by Jeff Parsons, a uh, new name to his, um, published on the 1st of October, hot off the press. Jeff says, it's been known for a while that cats are capable of carrying and spreading the coronavirus to each other. They're fucking... I mean, for a start, if you've got an outdoor cat, you're going to have to get it snibbed. Or... It's going to have to live outdoors forever. You're going to have to say it when you come in. Have you been mixing with any other cats? No, I've just been kicking about up the garages, chasing a couple of mice. I swear to God, Ma, I haven't seen any other cats. Honest to God, getting that fucking bath, you're getting washed, and then you're getting fucking disinfected. No, more. I haven't seen any cats. Scientists in the US, so we'll take this with a pinch of salt, have now publicly stated publicly stated everything that's going on in the world elections gripping the country Trump has got COVID but US scientists have gone on to publicly state felines i.e. cats should stay inside and self-isolate if they live with a person who has tested positive for COVID-19 so if you're a lonely wee person and it's just you and the cat and you contract COVID-19, your two options are as follows. Keep the cat snipped with you or put the cat down, according to US scientists. What's more, if the owner has to be admitted to hospital, the researchers from Colorado State University in the US say whoever is looking after the cat should observe social distancing just as if it was a person. In the name of God. So if you get COVID to the point where you're hospitalised and you pass this cat, this bag of infectious disease on to a family member going, going to do my favourite, going to watch Captain Scratchy Scratch because I've got to go to hospital because I'm dying. Now they've got to fucking quarantine because of this fucking cat. Infected pet cats, uh, US scientists going to say, should not be allowed to roam freely outdoors. 
to help prevent potential risk of spreading infection to other outdoor cats or wildlife. Scientists have said while neither species developed clinical disease, in this study, cats shed infectious virus for up to five days and infected naive cats via contact while dogs do not appear to shed the virus. Yes! Team dog, once again, your cats try to kill you. Whereas your dog's like, I'll look after you, da. I'll keep that cat out the fucking house. No infectious disease for me. That's the thing as well. See, even if you are a real cat person... Now, listen, I love Eric, right? He's cool as fuck. He's, yeah, sometimes he goes a bit mad at night when he starts doing his zoomies at half one in the morning. But I love him. He's cool, right? Loves his dad. Hand-reared as a kitten, so he likes a cuddle. Cool wee cat, okay? But I've known people who have had cats over the years, and they're fucking bastards. Friend of mine, Davey, used to live with. He had a cat. Tigger. Big ginger fucker. The cat. No, Davey. Horrible cat. Horrible fucking cat. Used to sit in the stairs. Wouldn't let you past. You need to go up for a shite. And the cat's like, get to you. Yeah, I can't. I'm going, see if this cat... I, never have I ever wanted to harm an animal in my life until that day when I met that cat. I would happily have taken a cricket bat to the bastard. He used to just sit his fat ginger ass on the steps... And when you would try to go up the stairs, he'd be like, get to fuck. He'd be like, this is my house, you can fuck off. Cats, man. Fucking infecting us. No dogs. No dogs. What do you do? Do you mean? Ours is an indoor cat because we're up, we're up, we're up, we're up a flat, you know, he's not going to get out uh, unless he gets some kind of bed sheets, ties them together. And kind of shimmies in the windy. You know, he's snibbed. Right? So he's fine. Imagine that's how you got COVID. Imagine somebody gives you a cat to look after. Because they go into hospital. And you're like, I will look after your cat. And you get COVID after the cat. And you fucking die. Jesus, fuck. That's the thing with, with cats as well. I'm saying... People will look my cats the best wee thing. Oh, mummy loves you. Mummy loves you, son. Great wee cat. See, as soon as you, if you died in that house, say you had COVID and you died, that cat would give you five minutes grace before it starts eating you. Five minutes. You could have had that cat for a kitten. From a kitten. Raised it like your own. Looked after the bastard. Thousands in vet bills over the years. And when you die... He will give you five minutes before he starts eating you. You're not gonna have a dog. You could, you could drop down deed. You know that dog would sit by your side, protect you. Paramedics turn up, kick the door in. You know you've been dead for weeks, man. The dog's still sitting there. Dog's all emaciated. You know because the dog's protecting you. Take you away. They you know, notify the family, they bury you. In that time, the, the dog's been taken in a shelter. It's been fixed up. The family have rescued it for the shelter, you know, because somebody's went, you can't leave his dog. I may love that dog, you know. Fuck's sake, he's looking down upon us, you know. Somebody getting to look after the dog, eh? And that wee dog would come and sit by your graveside like Grayfire's Bobby every fucking day. But your cat would eat you, man. And some people still think cats are better than dogs. Fucking morons. On the story itself, the UK government uh, insists that there is no evidence of animal transmission. Uh, no animal transmission in Britain, but the team at Harbin Veterinary Research Institute in China... Why are we fucking talking to the Chinese about this? The Veterinary, Research China, the Veterinary Research Institute in China says cats are highly susceptible and the virus can easily be transmitted between felines. What? This is now being racist anyway. Why the fuck are we? Why the fuck are you talking to China about it? It came from there. I think I'm going to go back and go, listen, see this whole thing that you fucking cooped up that you told us was a wet market when it's secretly you're working in conspiracy with the Americans to create a kind of new chemical warfare? Um, can, can cats get it? Fuck up, Wuhan! The Institute in China ran an experiment. Stop! 
Stop. Stop now. Stop. See, after this year, I don't ever want to read again the words Chinese Institute ran research or ran tests. Stop fucking testing stuff. You're banned. You are banned. China, as a, as a whole, listen to me. You're banned from ever doing tests again. Forget it. You don't get to fucking unleash a global fucking disease that's killed millions and still get to do tests. You, you're blowing your chances. The Institute in China ran an experiment that included five cats that were uh, inoculated with a high dose of the disease and three of them were placed in cages next to unaffected cats. Lovely. Uh, results then showed that one of the previously unaffected cats had tested positive for the virus, proving that it can be transmitted through respiratory droplets. Meanwhile, the team at Colorado State University found that while cats could contract the virus, their immune system prevented them from getting ill. So what's going to be the next thing, man? I, the, the, cat, the cat can get the virus, but a cat's immune system means a cat can become sick by it. So we all got to fucking start becoming cats, is that it? Eh? All these fuckers, furries, whatever they're called, dress up like my little ponies and get fucking ass blasted at the back of a conference centre. Is that the next thing that's going to happen to us? We're all going to get whiskers and a fucking tail. Go, oh, my cat, mate. Well, I don't want COVID. I go the fucking... The option was you can get the COVID vaccine, right? But fuck getting that because Bill Gates is trying to put a chip in your head so he can fucking control you. Or you get the feline injection. And then your, your fucking balls fall off and you need to shit in a litter tree. But I thought, hey, it's better than that, innit? I'm a cat, mate. Meow. <laughs> uh, the article goes on to say, it's, it's therefore plausible that some form of vaccine may be constructed using information gained from a cat's immune system. I fucking just said that. They're going to turn you into cats. That's the next thing. We're going to turn you into cats. This is, this is a direct backlash from Andrew Lloyd Webber, right? You're hearing this here. The real cause of the outbreak is Andrew Lloyd Webber. Andrew Lloyd Webber was disgusted by the way in which Cats was received on the Hollywood big screen. And he has been in touch with the Wuhan Institute of fucking skull fuckery. He's given him a hefty donation and they have unleashed COVID-19 on the world and the truth is that he is going to turn us all into cats because we didn't like the film Cats. We're going to get injections. We're going to think to ourselves, this is going to be a vaccination for COVID and the world can go back to normal. And before you know it, we've all got a moustache and you're like, I can't, I keep waxing, I can't get rid of it. And then it's fucking grows into whiskers and then you get a tail and then, you know, we'll all be climbing trees and shitting in a litter box. The same study also found that while dogs can catch COVID-19, they do not pose any risk to infecting others because dogs are fucking legends. There you go, man. So either we need to start killing every cat on the planet or we all need to learn to squat and shite in the hallway. Dear God. Okay, team, that's us. Um, we're going to wrap this episode up there. Thank you very much indeed for listening, as always. Um, please do share the show. Stick in your social medias. Let's grow the numbers. And if you want to get access to all the extra content or support the show, uh, please do consider becoming a Patreon. Go to the website scottgibsoncomedy.co.uk All the links are there for the social media pages, the Patreon page and of course uh, the tour dates that are still on sale. Uh, tickets are available for the date in Oban uh, at The View and also available for the uh, date at The Bungalow in Paisley. Um, and then I think there are tickets, some tickets left for the show in Tarbot um, at Slange Restaurant Dinner on the Show which is going to be brilliant. Okay, um, that's it. Uh, those of you 
who are rascals on the Patreon, I will speak to you all on Friday. Please do get in touch with me, anyone who has a question or a topic for the show. Um, but as always, look after yourself, stay safe, wash your hands and your arsehole, and hopefully I'll see you in a battlefield very soon. Take care of yourself, team. Almost. When we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.